Welcome to Chat NDT with ASNT. My name is Kitty Horwat, and I'm a member of the marketing team at the International Service Center for the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Mary Beth Michelli. Now, if that name is familiar to you, that's probably because Mary Beth is an active lifetime member of ASNT and an ASNT fellow. She's the co-founder and president of We NDT Marketing Network and the executive director of NDTMA, as well as the founder and president of Michelli Infrastructure Consulting. At ASNT, she's a former board member and the current host of the Management of NDT monthly webinar series, which is co-presented by NDTMA. Mary Beth, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Kitty, for having me on. I'm glad to be here today. Of course. Today, I wanted to talk to you about building virtual connections in what is a very in-person industry. So times have been different lately. I think everybody knows that. And I've been wondering how have you been able to stay connected with the NDT community during these times of social distancing? Well, I guess I'm a little bit of a different case because I've been working from home for the last 11 years. So... Um, I have been utilizing Zoom and various video conference um, platforms for the last probably five years. Um, So for me, this was not a big change, but for the NDT industry, it was huge. Um, And so what we tried to do at WeNDT and and, um, at my infrastructure consulting company is make more use of online uh, webinar platforms, uh, video conferencing, social media, really all those digital platforms that we've been pushing for the last five years and really trying to get the NDT industry to engage more on. Um, Now we're really, everybody's sort of being forced into that realm. And so even though it's very difficult for the NDT industry to not be in person with each other, this is a good learning experience for everybody. And eventually when we can be in person, this will sort of round out, I think, how we communicate in NDT on a more regular basis and allow for not just communication at conferences or in-person meetings with a customer, but also really open it up globally for communication. So now we can communicate, and of course we always could, but now we can communicate with people all over the world about emerging technologies and different ways to run your business. And we are, we are being forced to do so more often now. Um, through these digital platforms. So I think it's actually a good thing for the NDT industry ultimately. Um, But yes, it's been so difficult. Um, It's been difficult for people to go to job sites. Um, There's been a lot of obviously business loss for aerospace, for oil and gas. Um, But I think people are finding different ways to reinvent themselves and finding different markets to go into and upskilling at this point, really looking at where 
they can learn maybe some sort of robotics or automation software to complement their NDT skills in order to make themselves more marketable to this new normal that we're living in, at least for the next six months or so. Yes, I think we're definitely pushed into the deep end of things. So uh, we have to make changes. And I think these changes will in long term, make a really positive impact on the industry. So I saw you recently attended digital imaging and ultrasonics for NDT 2020, which we also call DIUT. What inspired you to register for that conference? Well, I went to DIUT um, last time we had it, and it was in New Orleans back then also, um, which is where it was supposed to be this year. And I love that conference because the information exchange there is really cutting edge. You know, these people are really working on um, emerging technologies, but utilizing it in the field. So and it, it brings together the research side and the practitioner side really well and melds them together and shows what kind of return on investment you can get by utilizing these uh, digital technologies in NDT. So I love that conference. It's really the kind of stuff that gets me excited. Um, and so I wanted to attend online also to really take a look at, well, how is this going to work? How is this whole virtual conference thing going to work? And, and how is it going to benefit people educationally? And how is it going to work with the exhibitors? And where can we continue to get that exchange of ideas and exchange of information and business practices and sort of just what is this going to look like in a, in a field where we are usually a very, what some people say, belly to belly business. And so, so I really wanted to see from that perspective, how we can continue to engage with each other and maybe what kind of um, improvements can be made before the annual conference, which is such a huge conference for so many people. So um, I had many different reasons for attending. Um, also, the keynote speaker was Brad Kozlowski. So that was very exciting for me because my son's a huge NASCAR fan. So I've learned to watch NASCAR over the last five years. <laughs> Isn't that the way it always goes? <laughs> so you become a fan. Of course, Brad is a NASCAR driver, I believe, for the number two Penske team. Yes, he is. And he is the owner of Kozlowski Advanced Manufacturing, where they utilize NDT on a regular basis. So that was really exciting for me because, you know, most of us talk to anybody and they say what do you do for a living and you say ndt and they go uh-huh and um, then you have to explain what ndt is but this was really exciting because it was a sports figure celebrity who not only knows what ndt is but utilizes it in his business on a regular basis so that was that was pretty exciting for me and it was exciting for my son who got up um at 6 a.m LA time to see him speak. That's awesome. So obviously the, the keynote speaker was a hit with you and with your son. Uh, what else did you enjoy most about the conference? For sure. And, and the only other thing that I'll add there is that that's probably not some, we probably would not have gotten 
Brad Keselowski if we had been in person, right? Because they're, they were running two races at, at, uh, um, during that time. So he's very busy. Uh, so it was, it was actually something that came, that was good, that came out of having to go virtual. But I also enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the virtual happy hour that started off the conference. Um, it was at 1 p.m. my time, so it was a little early for happy hour. But the the um, introduction of the exhibitors, I thought, worked really well. Ruth did a great job at moderating that and getting all the exhibitors to to sort of give their elevator pitch um, and try to get people to stop by. And um, then there was the cooking demonstration, which I thought was great, trying to sort of bring New Orleans to all of us. Um, and the chef was very personable. Uh, and then, of course, the educational program was really top notch. There were some really good talks, um, not only about what people are doing currently, but there were a couple um, historical presentations about, um, you know, UT thickness gauges and, and such. So it was um, the program itself was really great. And, and um, I thought ASMT made very good use of that digital platform that they they utilized for that so I thought it was um overall a good conference yes and and that's kind of the big opportunity we have right now and and kind of the way that I know at the International Service Center we continue to try to spin it yes we're in this crazy time where we can't meet in person but we also have this huge opportunity to connect to connect with so many people who are at home right now who do have the time to uh, learn a little bit more and learn something new so definitely a positive spin to it there um, did you get the chance to explore the virtual exhibit hall at all? I did. I went in there quite a bit, um, and I tried to utilize all of the pieces that were available. So I went to each exhibitor, um, and then, of course, they asked if you want to share your information, which I was happy to do. And uh, so I looked at the chatting, and I utilized that with several of the uh, exhibitors. Then I utilized the one-on-one -on -one appointment maker uh, with a couple of the exhibitors, though not everybody had that set up in their program. So um, I just recently published a, an article about the conference, and one of the things in there is really to talk about five ways to make yourself a little more visible in the exhibit hall um, and to utilize the platform. So certainly that was one thing, you know, there were a couple of vendors that I would have liked to talk to a little more, but they did not have the one-on-one um, the -on -one appointments set up in their, on their page. Um, and that I did like also that you could really brand your page to what you wanted. So some people included movies um, or, or videos about whatever their latest piece of equipment was um, or an overall video about their conference, I mean, about their company. So that was really good and it was good descriptions. And then I tried to utilize the virtual demos that were going on. So sometimes a little uh, sign would pop up and say, this company's live right now. Um, 
So I would go in, but for some reason, I, I tried it a couple different times and I was unable to, once I got in, either nobody let me into the Zoom room, which it was um, directing it, you to, or I ended up in a Zoom room, but nobody was there. <laughs> so I was just by myself. Um, but I think some of these kinks will obviously be worked out uh, for annual conference. And and again, I think if there had been more people taking advantage of the virtual demo being live, uh, we would have, uh, I would have gone to a bunch more because I was really interested in how this was all going to work and, and what does this mean for exhibitors? And, you know, at WeNDT, we work with so many different customers in the NDT space that everybody is curious about how that how is this going to work and so this was sort of a on a smaller scale um you know sort of what we're looking at for annual and and you know how can we best advise our clients to to take advantage of all the different opportunities even though we're not in person how how to make the best of the situation as as it is currently yes and there's definitely that steep learning curve on both sides of it right so not only do we as the presenter of the event have to learn this technology pretty quickly and get everything up and going, we're asking our exhibitors also to learn the technology and be able to use it and get up and going. So I'm, I'm glad as we continue to do that, um, we'll be able to work out any kinks that, that have occurred. So overall, would you recommend that other members and NDT professionals attend virtual conferences like DIUT? I, I would. And, and one thing that I'll point out is that when I go to a conference, I am usually in the exhibit hall or in the hallway talking to people. And I certainly missed that being in the hallway and talking business to people um, in a more casual setting. But I also was able to attend talks, which I am well, I never get to attend talks. Usually I'm running around doing ASMT business or doing my own business. Um, and so I was really able to learn quite a bit. Um, so from an educational standpoint, it was phenomenal because it, it afforded me opportunities that I usually don't get. Um, and, and particularly for these virtual conferences, you're saving money and time by not having to travel. Um, so you can get a lot out of the conference um, and, and attend conferences that you normally would not have been able to. Um, you know, we can only travel so much in the NDT industry. We are on the road quite a bit. So um, so it was really great for for me to be able to take advantage or more advantage of, of the conference in this manner. Yes, definitely a big benefit to the virtual confra- conference format. Uh, wherever you are is where the conference is. Today's episode is brought to you by ASNT Membership. ASNT is the leading technical society for the advancement of non-destructive testing professionals. At ASNT, you can connect with the NDT community around the globe and stay in the know with the latest NDT content. Membership with ASNT provides you with the latest information in the industry, exclusive member prices in the ASNT store, and discounts on events year-round. We continue to expand on member perks, recently partnering with Lighthouse Insurance Group to offer insurance benefits to our members. Membership with the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing is a valuable investment for anyone in the NDT industry. 
Visit asnt.org slash join to learn more. So since you are kind of an expert on connecting with NDT people virtually, uh, I wanted to ask you, with all these in-person events on hold, how can people in the industry best utilize social media and other digital spaces for networking? What kind of tips do you have to help find resources and professionals to connect with on those social media platforms? So this is actually really important. Um, and <clears throat> it's changed even since the pandemic started. So before LinkedIn was a really great place for everybody to get together and exchange ideas and really engage with people, um, with your colleagues in the industry. And of course, there's still Facebook. There's a lot of technicians on Facebook who engage with each other there, ask a lot of questions and for advice. And then you've got various other platforms like Instagram, where sharing NDT resides and YouTube, where you've got lots of people um, exchanging ideas there as well. But since the pandemic started, it's exploded. And so LinkedIn actually has become extremely noisy in the NDT industry. Um, everybody is promoting their own work. Everybody's telling you what they're doing. Everybody's trying to show you what their latest uh, piece of equipment is or promoting their latest webinar or how-to video or whatever. And it's, it's actually, your LinkedIn feed could become a full-time job at this point um, with all the information out there. So it, it's really important to distinguish yourself from everybody else. And unfortunately, we're still in this zone of everybody just talking about themselves and what they're doing and, and um, you know, almost having to brag, hey, look at me over here, I'm doing great things. Uh, but what's what really grabs people's attention is when you try to educate them. So, and not only educate them, but if you can talk about what one of your partners is doing or what one of your customers is doing and, and talk about the good work that they're doing, you, you gain a little more credibility within the LinkedIn space because people are getting very um, fatigued from being on LinkedIn and just being bombarded with all sorts of information at this point. Uh, YouTube has really exploded. So it used to be on YouTube, you had Paul Holloway, and you had Pratik Wah, and that was pretty much it for NDT on, on YouTube. There were a couple other um, channels that were out there that were dedicated to NDT, but now there's a lot of companies that are taking advantage of it. I mean, of course, Edify has started their coffee talk um, during the pandemic, and that's been, I think, really great for them. They've been um, doing these more casual webinar conversations about different topics that NDT people are interested in. So that's been a good use of, of uh, digital platforms such as YouTube. Uh, but it's really, really important to try to grab people's attention quickly, um, but 
but really make it worth their while to invest the time because there's there's just not enough time to absorb all of the NDT information now that's online. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we NDT started publishing NDTnow.com during the pandemic. We were originally planning to do it in the fall. Um, and so we accelerated our time frame so that we could really pull together the highlights from all over the different digital platforms, news sites, uh, NDT management articles, that sort of thing, all in one place so that people could get the highlights in a neutral environment and, and then from there absorb what they want and, and go on with their day. So that's really what we're trying to do at, at ndtnow.com. We've had some great feedback for the two months that we've been publishing. So it's been, uh, you know, and the other thing is that we we're trying to do more podcasts and obviously you can attest to the fact that podcasts have really picked up in the industry during this time. And it allows people to listen to what's going on in the industry or get advice or get tech tips while still working or while going driving to a job site or uh, probably not while boarding a plane right now because not many people are flying still. But mm -hmm. um, it's a it's another great platform that was severely underutilized in the NDT industry, but many other industries were taking advantage of the podcast. And so it's really been great for the industry to become more digitally engaged, uh, but it's it's very noisy out there now. So it's just important to distinguish yourselves by providing education and maybe talking about what your colleagues are doing and less about what you and your company is doing. And so that's my biggest piece of advice for people. Yes. It sounds like you, you tend to most engage with those posts and make those posts that are asks or gives so you're either asking for some information you're asking for some advice or you're giving something to the people who would engage with it there's a lot of other noise out there and it can be really hard to sift through like you said uh, just because there's so much information coming at you exactly can you recommend any best practices for interacting in a digital space <laughs> so, <laughs> you probably <a> few. <laughs> this could be a whole podcast by itself so um one of the things that I wrote in the article about DIUT was these five tips that you should utilize in order to engage your potential customers. Um, so maybe I'll focus a little bit on that first, uh, and then we'll then we'll go from from there. But the first thing is to really make use of all the opportunities given to you. So some exhibitors didn't even show up for the virtual happy hour to give their elevator pitch. So um, I know there were some tough technical difficulties with the Zoom a little bit, but um, not everybody showed up. And so the first tip is show up. Um, so make sure that you are, you know, really engaging and taking every opportunity to talk to people about what your product is, what your services are, um, and, and even if you're uncomfortable on Zoom, 
or you're uncomfortable on, um, you know, any sort of video conference, show up. People want to see your face. They want to engage with other people. And when we do go back to in-person conferences and events, people will recognize your face from that. And maybe you're going to get in front of people who not who normally wouldn't engage with you at a show. So, you know, a lot of us are technical types and we find it difficult to talk to people, certainly in person. And so in this way, you might be engaging with somebody who wouldn't normally walk up to your booth. And so the first tip is show up. The second tip is make sure your camera's working and make sure that you're presentable. So even though we're all sitting at home and we could be in our pajamas, um, my advice is that if you're going to be on video, make yourself look presentable, make yourself look professional. Um, and I've learned this over being working from home for 11 years that uh, I, I, when I'm on a video conference, I always look like as you would see me in person. Um, and I really try to do that on a regular basis um, because it just gives off that professional air of what you're doing. The, the third tip I had was gratitude and hospitality. So this is a really difficult time. And, you know, we're all struggling to get used to this new normal. So it's really important to thank the people who organize the conference or organize the event or who are engaging with you online, even if it's just LinkedIn and somebody says something about your company, really thank them and, and go out of your way to, to be gracious during this time because we all need that and it's a really good business practice anyway. Um, and then I would say be prepared and be personable as much as possible, right? I, I know that in the STEM in industries, we are not always the most personable group, um, but be prepared. You know, a couple, couple exhibitors were not exactly prepared to give their elevator speech, or when they did, they read it off a piece of paper, which was not exactly engaging either, especially because their video was on. Um, so try to be prepared, especially with an elevator pitch. You should just always have that ready for any occasion, right? And try to be personable. Maybe you crack a joke. That's not your style. Maybe mention something else. But, um, you know, try to be a little engaging, especially when you have so many exhibitors um, or other people that you are competing with on LinkedIn or on YouTube. Try to be engaging. Uh, personable. Try to make yourself relatable to whoever is whoever your audience is. Um, and the last thing is to entice people to come engage with you further. So uh, Dan Guerrero of Willick Engineering, he um, he did a great job of this. Right, he showed. Uh, some of the systems he had. He showed some of the old systems he had. He showed some really weird equipment that he didn't even know what it was um, <laughs> and made a joke about it. And it made him stand out, right? So he was 
had people laughing and smiling and he engaged people to come talk with him further about his equipment and his services and and what he does so um the the goal is really to stand out um and if we all become very personable and funny in the ndt industry even better um and then we'll find other ways to stand out but for now let's uh I, I would say that's really important, right? To to just try to, even though we're on a digital platform and it feels very impersonal, it's really important to try to engage with folks on a personal level through the platform as much as possible. Yes, it's those personal connections that really make the difference and stand out. Again, when you have all this noise and all this information coming at you, if somebody made you smile, that can make all the difference and completely change how you think about their company, their organization. So I think that's a really good point. And I always tell people, if if you're not sure and it's not your biggest skill, just just dive in. Just keep trying it and you'll get better over time and get better with with practice. That's, that's for sure. And I, um, you know, I'm actually quite an introvert and most people would not think that about me, but I took acting lessons as a child and that has helped tremendously. Um, yes, so, I can imagine. <laughs> so that would be another big tip. Um, even if you need, you're really introverted or it's just not your thing, um, just go and act you know, I'm going to go pretend to be a personable person for the next 20 minutes and then I can go hide in my shell again. So um, and and it, it might be difficult at first, but you do get better at it. Um, so so, yeah, I would definitely say uh, act as if um, during these times and try to try to make the best of the situation. quick break for another word from ASNT. Visit the ASNT store to discover the latest materials for non-destructive testing professionals. This one-stop shop contains handbooks, references, and question and answer books, as well as classroom training practices and study materials. You'll be sure to find everything you need to prepare for certification or learn about a new method in the ASNT store. You can also subscribe to ASNT's subscription publications including materials evaluation, research and non-destructive evaluation, and the NDT technician. Members get exclusive discounts. Visit asnt.org store to discover all the ASNT store has to offer. A lot of member organizations have had to adapt quickly to meet member needs this year. So what are some of the innovations that you hope carry over once the pandemic has passed? We've talked about this a little bit, but as a whole, are there any big innovations that you hope you can continue to see in the future in NDT? Well, I know for years, um, certainly on the ASNT side, before Barry came to ISD, we had been really trying to find a way to engage with people who could not get to the conference, right? So, so many people have so much to offer from a technical standpoint on committees um, and, and from an educational standpoint. So we, we were always trying to figure out how can we get these people more engaged at conferences. So I really hope that the digital engagement 
for the technical sessions, for the committee meetings, um, even from a board level, can remain in the NDT industry because it's it's such a shame to to not be able to have um, the best people available to give information just because they can't travel or, or their you know their company doesn't support them or something like that. So I, I hope that stuff remains because um, there are so many great people out there. Certainly, I think we're engaging a little more with people who are not level threes. So I'm hoping that with this digital engagement that the NDT community can continue to share ideas and information with people who maybe could never get to a conference. So maybe some level twos, some level ones. And it, it, if we record the information and make it available to people later through um, the new learning management system, that's another great way of, of engaging the next generation, which we desperately need to do. And the webinars that ASNT has been doing and, and the one with NDTMA, that's, that's a really great initiative that started um, right before the pandemic. <laughs> um, good timing. And, and really, you know, I, I think that is another way that ASNT is providing value to their membership. And maybe that's another way where we can attract this younger generation to engage more with professional societies um, so they see more value, uh, especially in a, in a time where, you know, or part of their career where they're probably not attending conferences and they just can't. So um, I really hope that sticks. And then, you know, NDT is a rough industry for salespeople in particular. There's so much travel. And so I hope people are taking this time to find other ways to engage with customers so that they can spend more time with their families at home. Because um, I know that's it's not easy. And, and certainly um, I travel a lot, but there's so many people I know who travel, you know, three, four weeks out of the month. And um, it's difficult to, to maintain that work, um, you know, personal life balance when you're traveling all the time. So I'm hoping that, that this kind of digital engagement over Zoom and, and Teams and other video platforms allow for um, people in the NDT industry to travel a little less and get a little more balance in their lives. Absolutely. Mary Beth, you are a wealth of knowledge on this subject. So thank you so much again for joining me. Um, where can people find you? <laughs> So lots um, of places. I know you're a very busy woman. <laughs> so lately, I probably people are sick of seeing my face. But um, so there's a couple different places. So as as you mentioned at the beginning, I'm the new executive director of the NDT Management Association, NDTMA.org. Um, so you can certainly find me there, uh, as well as I'm the co-founder of the We NDT Marketing Network. Um, and that's, that's such a great company. And I, I just, I have such a passion for it because it's really bringing the best in marketing practices in business strategy, um, to the NDT industry. So we're not only helping on the marketing side and the digital engagement side, but we're also helping 
business owners get ready for the next stage of their company, right? So whether that's they're retiring and they're they're looking for somebody to acquire their company or they're they're looking to train the next generation on business practices. So we're really helping in, in that way as well. So I just, uh, I'm so passionate about that because it brings our skills, you know, my, my business partner, Michelle Harnish and, and my skills and our whole network makes it available for small business owners, whereas conventional marketing firms are very expensive and usually don't know what NDT is. Um, it usually takes six months to tell people what NDT is and, and so they can really dive in. Um, and then, of course, I have the Michelli Infrastructure Consulting Company, which works on advanced NDT and structural health monitoring consulting for departments of transportation and um, technology manufacturers and helps bridge that gap between, between the two so that we can utilize the best technologies on uh, bridges and highways. So uh, yeah, a little busy. Um, <laughs> and if you're ever stay in, busy, exactly. And if you're ever in Los Angeles, give me a ring. I'm 20 minutes North of LAX um, and uh, you know, socially distanced, of course, but yeah, uh, yeah, so, but you can get me at any time. Um, I think the easiest email address is marybeth at ndtma.org. So uh, feel free to reach out at any time. I'm always happy to help and give advice and, and point people in the right direction. Thank you so much again for your time. I know, I know you're very busy. <laughs> well, thank you. No, this is, this is the kind of stuff I love doing because I, I hope that it really helps other people in the industry to increase their business um, or maybe gives them an idea of how to do something differently during this time. So thank you for having me. Are you interested in advertising on Chat NDT with ASNT? Do you have a potential topic to discuss? We'd love to hear from you. Email chatndt at asnt.org to connect. That's C-H-A-T-N-D-T at asnt.org.